0: The president also warned today against the dangers of perpetual war. The war in Syria is two years old with no clear end in sight and has produced 1.5 million refugees. More than 110,000 of them are living in the Zaatari camp in Jordan. It's about five miles from the Syrian border on a dusty, windblown plain. The camp has grown so fast that there are not enough police officers to keep order. So refugees have taken to policing it themselves. Ben Gilbert has the story. Ahmed Salty and his family fled Syria after government shelling destroyed their home. Salty got a job here in the Zatari refugee camp, making $100 a month, keeping the area near his tent clean. But the bathrooms just a few steps away are unusable. Salty says kids trash the place at night. I ask him why he doesn't stop them. If I see a kid throw a stone, I can't interfere because he'll tell his family and that will lead to a fight, he says. This is the family's attitude. They will tell you, why did you beat him? He can do whatever he wants. Kids running wild is just one example of the lack of order in Zatari camp. There's no regular police force and barely any governmental structure in place here. Ahmed Salty compares life in Zatari to living in the jungle. His sister-in-law, Um Allah, says in Zatari, you're on your own.
1: <laughs>
0: With small issues like someone steals from you or beats you, if you are strong, then you can get your rights, she says. If not, then there's no one who will help you. Jordanians they don't interfere. They say it's an internal issue, and you have to deal with it yourself. So Syrians have established their own law and order in Zaatari, for better or worse. They've fallen back on informal networks of family, relatives, and friends. In this area of the camp, at least residents say it's pretty safe. They post neighborhood men to guard the women's bathroom at night, and they rely on community leaders to resolve disputes. <laughs> One man, who has to be called Abu Walid, is a power broker and a person refugees approach to help resolve conflicts. He used to own a canning business in Dara province in Syria. He says the Syrian army destroyed it. In the camp, he has two tents, one for living in and one for receiving guests and conducting business. You can't enter the tent without being offered a cup of Arabic coffee served black. Abu Walid says all conflict resolution starts and ends with the coffee. And he's pouring a lot of it these days because he says Syrians are stressed out. Some of these families lost a wife, their kids, or they don't know what happened to their relatives, he says. So people are angry, and any small problem makes people explode. But thank God we're trying to resolve these things. One thing that really gets Abu Walid raging is how the UN is running the camp. He says U.N. workers break their promises and leave refugees in appalling conditions. Let me say we have spent, as humanitarians, a lot of time
1: to successfully, I would say, um, save lives, to set up the basic
0: services. We have maybe omitted to put in place the right governance structures. That's the U.N.'s Kilian Kleimschmidt, who manages Zatari. He says he appreciates what the refugees are going through, but they need to be more patient. He says conditions here may not be great, but they could be a lot worse. There's plenty of food and water, much of the camp has electricity, and there's access to health care and schools. Kleimschmidt says he knows that a lot of the Syrians' anger comes from what's happening back home. Here, we have a very strong
1: feeling amongst the people who are in the camp that they are mistreated, that Syria has been forgotten by the international community, that not enough is being done for them and Syria and against the enemy. For most
0: of them here, that is the government of Syria. So they're feeling that we owe them. Last month, some refugees threatened aid workers with knives. In April, refugees seriously injured four Jordanian policemen during a riot. Kleimschmidt says he's been beaten up twice. He says he's now focusing on establishing civilian government and policing in the camp.
1: It has an urban character of all the dynamics we find in in the bad neighborhoods of any big city of of the world. And so we're looking into best practice from uh, cleaning out uh, bad neighborhoods from Rio de
0: Janeiro to New York and other other places. That's what we're trying to to look into. In the end, Zatari may be a tough neighborhood, but it's nothing compared to what these Syrians have left behind. For The World, I'm Ben Gilbert.